Shalom everyone and welcome to today's video. I had the honor of recently sitting with Carmen Tehilla and Judah's son on their podcast called Sadok, and we had a pleasure talking about what spirit and truth worship is from a biblical perspective and what it looks like to walk as Yeshua walked. I hope that this blesses you. Welcome to the Zadok Podcast, where we explore the scriptures through creativity and tell stories of beauty from the ashes. Come and join us on this pilgrimage as we seek the Father's heart through Yeshua, the way, the truth, and the life. Shalom, friends. Welcome to the Zadok Podcast. My name is Edgar Judah. And I'm Carmen Tahila. And we're so excited to have you here today. Carmen is back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the last four weeks of just my visions that Father has given me in an intimate place. And yeah, it, it was just such a privilege to share it with you. And I hope it really edified you. But today, Carmen is back. And not only that, Carmen is back, but we also have a special guest tonight. So I'm going to introduce our special guest. Uh, his name is Piri van Westhuizen. After growing up in a traditional Dutch Reformed church in South Africa, Piri grew increasingly distressed regarding his own faith. While he loved God and wanted to serve him, Petey witnessed a lack of spirit truth worship as seen in the life of Jesus. After encountering God in a dream, he was changed forever. He now proclaims to the world a return to the simple walk of Jesus to return to the success of the first century church. This life is so simultaneously walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and complete holiness of his word. Pity is first a disciple of Yeshua. He is known by his YouTube channel, Rise on Fire, with over 500 Bible teachings and best-selling book, Reigniting Spirit and Truth. Welcome, Pity. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Such an honor, honestly, to be on here with you guys. I think the first thing that I saw from you was, was a YouTube video, yes. and I think it was on tongues. You're speaking in tongues. I think that was the first video I saw from from you and it was oh, so yeah. cool man I really enjoyed it because it's just like a different perspective because it's it's just nice to see someone that brings the spirit and truth together you know the truth of our word with that spirit and um, I think there was another one I saw about someone being um, uh, yeah, that, that you guys prayed for him that his demons would go out and mm -hmm. the demons left him and he was just freed so you're such a powerful testimony that yeah. And yeah, I, I, mean, I just see I just see some something different in in your ministry and just the work that you're doing in yeah. the body, and I think it it must be quite a not a lonely walk, but a, a totally different walk. Just yeah. the way you are positioned and the way you are walking out your faith, just in absolute holiness and following the Father's word, but also demonstrating how it is to walk in these gifts. So yeah, welcome, man. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we see a lot of like uh, opposition in terms of the spirit holy spirit and the truth you see a lot of uh, denominations and movements in christianity that are very focused on a certain aspect of god and that's very powerful um, but then that sometimes comes at the cost of something else and you know what we're trying to do is to look at hey what is 
what did Yeshua really walk like and how do we imitate all of him not just the parts that we like most yeah. right I think and to sum it up kind of that is really it sounds so simple but I think when you start digging deeper into his life you start realizing hey there's actually a whole bunch of stuff on this area of his life that I've been not seeing mm. and I want us to all to discover really what that is for each of us yeah, that is really true. Now, um, yeah, it, it just reminds me, Yeshua um, just had this thing that he said that we so we all all of us know it, and it's in um, it's in John, and it says, "But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him." Um, yeah, and and that's just a, such an essence of what you are doing in the in the body of Messiah. And yeah, we were we were just wondering, what is your perspective on that, on spirit and truth? Hmm. Well, you know, I think what Yeshua said there when he spoke to the Samaritan woman is something that the Father started thousands of years before that moment. But he was just declaring the arrival of the fulfillment of what the Father was starting. And what I mean by that is, you know, it all started in, at Mount Sinai, right, on Shavuot, Feast of Pentecost, mm. basically. And, you know, the Father came down and he gave Israel the instructions, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, as we all call them today. And he instructs them to walk in this holiness that they struggle with. You know, they complain. Some of them die in the wilderness. And, you know, you can re read the rest of the story, right? Mm. Um, but then, but still, God's truth remains true. So despite all... Israel's weakness in trying to keep it, you know, God still has his standard of holiness. And this obviously introduces the problem that, well, how are we going to get near the Father and back into his presence, that garden presence we were removed from, since our unrighteousness now stands in our way? Well, this is, of course, the simple gospel that, well, God came and he sent Yeshua, right, to die for our sins, but not only to die. And I think this is where a lot of people miss it is Yes, amen, right? The, the salvation of Jesus is so powerful and so precious. Praise God for that. Mm. But he also said it is good that he goes. Mm. Right? I, I think that's, that's the one thing we, we sometimes miss. He says, it's good that I go. How is that a good thing, <laughs> right? So that my Holy Spirit can come to you. How is that a good thing? I mean, still, how is that a good thing? How is that better mm. than Yeshua? How is that better than Jesus in the flesh in front of me? Well, you know, this is what happened in Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost. Yet again, Shavuot, the Holy Spirit's poured out on Mount Zion. So we have Mount Sinai first happened. The truth is poured out on Israel. Now on Mount Zion, the Spirit is poured out on these people. And now they're equipped to keep that truth that they've been struggling to keep all these years. Mm -hmm. And now Yeshua stands before the Samaritan woman and he says, a time is coming now soon. And he's talking mm -hmm. about post-Acts 2. A time is coming soon when uh, my father's calling worshipers of spirit and truth. It will not be on this mountain or that mountain because they were talking about the places of worship. It's not going to be on Mount Sinai. It's not going to be on Mount Zion where the temple stood. It's going to mm. be that each of us are going to become a temple of the Holy Spirit that has the spirit and truth that was in Yeshua's life also now in ours. Wow. <laughs> I love the connection of the mountains. Like it's the first time that I hear it um, mm. in that perspective. And it really makes sense. 
So yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. really to chew on. Like I, I think it's a good one to just um Amen. your journey Amen. with Father on. It, there's a scripture that's really been something that I've been meditating a lot on and um it's in Psalm eighty four. The whole Psalm eighty four has been so on my heart the last couple of months, but it actually says they go from strength to strength. Each mm. one appears before Yahweh in Zion. And yeah, like that concept of Zion is sometimes so abstract to us. Like, what is that really? But to put it in the perspective that you just gave it, that's like a such a cool revelation. Mm. I agree. I agree hundred percent. No, I think what's what's interesting for me is a lot of people, if they if they just get at the starting point in their race, like they are saved, they think that's also the finish line, and they think. There's mm. nothing left after getting saved. Like I would tell people, but what about this piece in scripture? What about that? But does it influence my salvation? Like, is that a I'm saved or not saved <laughs> issue? And if it's not, right. I don't care about it. You know, a lot of people have that kind of attitude. If it's not going to influence my salvation, I don't care about it. But but it's so different to what Yeshua preached. And I think the big thing um, I see is he preached the gospel of the kingdom. And mm. that's so different to... The gospel of the cross or the gospel of the blood even i think just to just to remember that there's a kingdom coming and there's going to be rewards and there's going to be judgment as well um so it's just to consider that side as well like it's not just about being saved it's like paul said you, you actually just enter the race through being saved but then you have to run flat out to actually get that crown uh, the winner's crown at the end so mm. uh, I think something else that just stands out of your uh, YouTube channel specifically is just how you talk a lot about the gifts of the Spirit. What what role do you see? Do you see um, Christians still functioning in those gifts today? And why is it important? Well, I think that there are some who do. Um, I think that more should. And it is and I will start that by simply saying that, well, Yeshua is the perfect theology, the perfect study of God, right? That's what theology is. And so he says, uh, whoever abide, it says, whoever abides in him ought to walk as he walked. So now if he did certain things like cast out demons, heal the sick, um, and so and gives, give words of knowledge, like to that Samaritan woman we just talked mm. about, or whatever he did these moves of the spirit that came upon him empowering him to be able to convey the truth that was within him that holy spirit power was a part of his life and he was then in his disciples and then it was the marker of the early church it was the thing that set the early church apart from all believers that came before it and so um, yes, I, I mean, I think that a, a, a large reason for why we don't see what the early church saw in its day, you know, the whole of Rome being overthrown with the gospel mm. of Yeshua, right, among other mm. things, you know, we don't see that in the same way because for one, you know, yes, the, the Holy Spirit has been quenched, his gifts, I think there's a lot, a lot of... Um, misunderstanding there's been a lot of abuse there's there's a whole there's a few reasons but ultimately it's led to god's people not walking in the holy spirit i think the way that the father now desires to bring back to us wow that's that's such a cool answer i'm just thinking of um yes we need to function in those gifts and and a gift is something that abba father can like give to you without you 
necessarily deserving it. Like um, mm. I've seen people that are so still in the world, but the, the anointing on their lives is still there and Abba has given them these specific spiritual gifts. Um, and I think that's where there needs to come a sort of a balance of word and spirit, uh, spirit and truth. And mm. what would you say for for people that, that have that anointing or, or have that gift, but they're still lacking to be grounded in Abba's word? Well, I think the first thing is, is a lot of people who are in that situation don't realize they are in that situation. You know, mm. I think all of us think we are grounded in Father's word. Uh, we would even think that because I am able to pray for people and see them get healed, that means that I am grounded in Father's word. Or I can give a word of knowledge that is accurate or even a prophecy that is accurate. That means that... I am grounded in Father's truth, but that's not mm. necessarily the case, right? Now, mm. uh, even the Bible tells us, uh, warns us, Yeshua talks about how um, there will be those who cast out demons and do these mighty moves of the Spirit, yet I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. So we see that mm. you can operate in, in the Spirit, but you can still walk in lawlessness because you're, mm. uh, uh, you don't need to be sinless in order to be used by God. And I know that's for some people hard to to swallow, but the f mere fact is that if that was the case, none of us can be used by the Father because we that's all true. have made mistakes, right? So if, and if we have that idea, then we're always going to be working towards trying to have him use us instead of believing that he has given us a spirit despite our uh, mistakes mm. of the past. Um, so... He can use us even if we've made mistakes, even if you have sin in you. And I, I think that that's a barrier for him using you. Don't get me wrong, mm. but he can still use you. And um, so first off, we have to first discover, I think, that, well, yes, there are some instances of the word that I am not grounded. In. And, and, and I mean, the obvious way to realize that is to look at the life of Yeshua. And you say, okay, well, what did Yeshua do? Okay, Yeshua... He did keep the fourth commandment. There isn't mm -hmm. just nine commandments today anymore. There are still ten. And he kept the fourth one. He kept the Sabbath day holy, for example. Mm -hmm. You see him on the feast days, you know, going. And every time you read in the Bible, all through the New Testament, him and his disciples going to these feast days, being at the Passover, right? Him, I have eagerly longed to keep this Passover with you, he speaks. So we see these many of these aspects of his life, some of which are uh, sometimes a bit further away from those of us who, th who like to think that we are mature in his Holy Spirit. And I think that, that those are the ones we want to discover first, and then we can dive deeper into them, you know. Yeah, and I think the, the opposite side is also true. Like, um, we've been involved a lot of communities and, and Torah-based families that that you really can see there is a bit of a spirit of religion or people tend to just get stuck in a rut um, um, by following Abba's commandments and there's not really a flow of the Holy Spirit. What would you say to, to that uh, spectrum of, of believers? Um, I, I think if you can maybe just give us like a uh, initial steps people can take just to step out in faith and, and trust the Holy Spirit more. Right. I mean, first off, I think we need to realize how important that is. 
uh, you know, because we, we read in the book of Revelation, for example, about a church, right, that's being written to. And, it's, and it talks about this church who he says, I will come and I will remove your lampstand from you because this church has not been, they've not been using the light that's been given to them. And so the father is warning them about this, that, well, you know the truth. He even says, um, you hate what is evil. And I lo- and he says I like that I love that about you you know you you have a, it's it sounds like this church has a a understanding of what holiness is and a desire to be holy, however, they have gone and they have instead of taking that to the world they have isolated themselves and instead kept it to themselves and so that's what he warns and he says i will remove your light from you the light i am giving you in my through yeshua the holy spirit i'll remove from you if you do not repent of this and instead share what i have been giving you to the world around you so this is very important right this is the great commission that yeshua gave us and for anyone, you know, who's listening to this and they're like, okay, well, you know, how do I get started in, in that, that sort of things? And, you know, I will just say first, you need to get really hungry. You need to really, fa- if, you, if, you, if you don't feel hungry for it, you know, you don't feel like, well, I, you know, it's, I'm comfortable, <laughs> you know, I, mm. I know the word, I got my own Bible studies, I, but I don't feel hungry. Well, then get hungry. And the way you get hungry is you stop eating right? In other words, you fast, you, you pray, you say, Lord, there's something wrong in my life that I see. There's something that was in the life of Yeshua that's not in mine, and I cannot stand it anymore. That has to be your heart. You have to get desperate for His Holy Spirit. You have to understand you need Him and your spiritual life will never be adequate without him. That's the first step. And then fast and pray, let the Father, he will then come and he will see your prayers. He will see your hunger and he will embolden you. He will give you opportunities. He will open doors for you. And when he does this, when he puts someone in front of you who needs a move of the spirit flowing through you into their life to touch their heart, then you need to go and you need to be so hungry that even if you're afraid and even if you're uncertain, that you would step out and you would take a step onto that water like Peter did and proclaim the truth and be able to move in faith for this person. Yeah, I as you were speaking about just, you know, getting yourself at that place where you're so hungry, um, I'm just reminded about the wilderness and the place where the Israelites were at this morning. Um, the kids and I watched a small clip about the Israelites in the wilderness and they were just so complaining. Like it was actually so humoristic, but then I realized like all of us are, are doing exactly the same when we get uncomfortable. But a lot of the times I think the Lord takes us into seasons where it's the wilderness and in the wilderness, we do get to a place of desperation and and that's the place where we also cry out to God. So yes, fasting definitely. And also we see that God sometimes like he just allows the wilderness. And that that was true for me. When I got saved, I was I found my place in a wilderness. Like I felt so lonely and um it was 
I was just desperate. I was just like, Lord, I, I feel like I have no friends. Like, please help. And I was a teenager and it's so important for teenagers to have friends. Like, And, and that was where he found me in that place of just um, crying out. And um, I think what's what's so interesting is while, while I'm thinking about the wilderness, it's also the place where the father um, gave truth. It was in the wilderness that he came and he... And he, he gave the the commandments and the Torah to to Moses. And also when Yeshua was in the wilderness and the enemy came, it was with the truth that Yeshua um, fought back. He he knew the truth. And so um yeah, with within this perspective of spirit and truth, um, let's focus a bit on the truth side. What what is it and why is it so important for us to know the truth? Right. So, I mean, you, if you look at the life of Yeshua, like he was the embodiment of truth, right? His, yes. He was. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I'm the door. And so when he is speaking, truth is coming out of him. But the truth that he was proclaiming is the truth that, that started, uh, was 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 really has been proclaimed before he arrived in the flesh because well he's been around from the beginning as we read in the book of john right the word was there in the beginning everything was made through him so yeshua came and he continued to proclaim the truth that's been given from the beginning and he obviously added um, revelation on top of that in, in, in terms of how to love our neighbor deeper than ever before. But this truth he was proclaiming, he says, is he spoke in a certain place. He said, it is not a new commandment, but the commandment that you have heard from the beginning. Right. And so he said also, um, if you do not believe Moses, you will not believe me. Right. If you do not believe me, you will not believe Moses. Believe Moses. I want to submit to you. It's it's connected in that the father spoke and he gave through Moses. Not Moses was not the one who gave it, by the way. God spoke from the mountain and gave it to Moses, yeah. the messenger who delivered this these these truths to Israel and they're at the base of the mountain. It's not just Israel, right? Also, it's a mixed multitude, it says, that was there. In other words, there were people from all nations. Some of them were Egyptian pagans who came out of Egypt after the plagues. So these weren't just, and they were not just Jewish people or things of that sort, right? This is a all the people, basically, who are saying, you know, that God uh, who just brought judgment on Pharaoh, that's the God I want to follow. That's that's the people that who received these instructions. And so we today are grafted into Israel, Paul writes, and he says, we have a new covenant. We are, and Jeremiah writes about this new covenant, Jeremiah 31, verse 31, and it is the law written on our heart. And of course, what is that law, right? Jeremiah, the prophet, he, when he's writing this, he's thinking about one thing, the same law that we've been talking about from the beginning here, and that's which started being given at Mount Sinai over there. So we see that now the Holy Spirit enables us to keep that and that this law gives us our definition of what right and wrong is, of what sin is. And now we can live holy. We can know what not to do and what to do. So on a basic level, I think that's that's what it is. 
Oh, thanks, man. Petty, that was excellent. And I think the listeners will really appreciate uh, that answer. Um, and it's just just an, a fresh perspective. And I love just your passion for, for Abba's word and just for his spirit, his ruach. It's something that's really contagious and something that I think any believer should strive to be. Um, Petey, before we go, is there um, where, where can people find your ministry? And is there any new developments that listeners should be aware of? Well, uh, we are on YouTube. We are we have a podcast as well. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at by just searching "Rise on Fire." You can also search "Rise on Fire" on podcast platforms, and we have a website with all our teachings as well: riseonfire.com. And yeah, I mean, the fathers. I think um, we're living in an exciting time. The fathers moving and i think our next steps are really to take uh in our case you know we are very we're pushing the holy spirit right now a lot and, and trying to get people to see the need and the beauty and the power of the father and so we are uh, hungry to visit places and churches and equip people practically with spiritual gifts help them discover that and so that's also what we're teaching on our channels and yeah, so if anyone wants to learn more about some of what we started scratching the surface of here today, you know, that yes. would all be a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. you recently did a really good Q&A about the Holy Spirit that I really enjoyed. So I think like for any of the listeners, if there's a lot of more questions that you have, especially about the Holy Spirit, go check that one out because that video is specifically out because, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good Bible-based answers in there that also captures the heart of the Father in all of this no, I think it's a good idea maybe we can just link it in the description yeah, we'll think, link it in the description good. well thank you guys for listening and we really appreciate it and it was so nice to have Carmen back <laughs> on the Zadok podcast today yeah, and uh, thank you Petey for joining us yeah well. oh, thank you guys <laughs> so much it was such a privilege to be on here with you guys really enjoyed it in him we live and move and have our being shalom shalom Thank you for joining us on the Zadok podcast. For more info, blogs, music, or other creative content, visit our website at zadok.com.